Tons of throat noises. I got a lot of phlegm, man. Sue me. One sec, I got it. <clears throat> are you just zenning it in? Are you, are you rooting your chakra, your chakras, to the present moment? I am. How's I'm meditating. That? What are you meditating on? Not existing. That sounds nice. It is. <laughs> I have no responsibilities. Okay, well, while Dana's over there with no responsibilities, I'm going to burden the trouble of describing to you people the legend. And we're live from Saturday night. (laughs) It's Saturday night live. It's not, but it's not a legend either. It is Saturday night. (laughs) And we're live. We are talking about H.P. Lovecraft and more specifically, his big body <laughs> of work. He didn't, he didn't have a big body. <laughs> not, not an actually big body. I think he was a rather skinny guy. How fat was this guy? I don't know. And his big body of work? Is that what you're going to say? Yeah, but just sounds weird. See, that would make more sense for, like, the Buddha. <laughs> he did have a big body, too. Yeah, and he but, spoke of discipline. But H.P. Lovecraft's work was really... Okay, for those of you who don't know, H.P. Lovecraft was a writer in the 1800s who did a bunch of work that was nihilistic, it was dark, it was about the mysterious horror. Because before that time, horror novels weren't really... People didn't approach them in the way that he did. So he's famous for this way of coming to horror with, he's famous for. (laughs) What are you saying? He's famous for creating the cosmic horror genre, which is this sort of, you can't explain it. He can't explain it. He actually couldn't. (laughs) He couldn't. He couldn't explain half the shit he was writing about. He only had five words, which was like horrible, horrific, <laughs> horribly horrifying. So terribly horrifying, I can't even describe. The story is so terrifyingly scary, but I'll go into it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Despite that, though, his work is worldwidely, <laughs> worldwidely known. <laughs> Go I'm making on. up words, man. No, I love I'm it. I'm a future author. Uh, You're like H.P. Lovecraft. Everyone knows about this guy because his work, not only is there so much of it, like he's he's written like 50 plus books, I think. Like there's so many of them. Right. But his stuff is so good. Like you've read some of it. I have. And I can't remember one word of it. <laughs> <laughs> horrifying. It's horrifying. I blocked it out of my memory because it's so fucking scary. God. What was the scariest one you read? Ooh, uh, it might have been the the one about music. 
the the retarded guy in the attic yes the violin with the violin it is scary that's creepy color out of space was pretty good color of outer space (laughs) yes (laughs) uh fresh prince of bel-air uh that one was scary with the slappity slap guy (laughs) he slapped everybody wait what are you talking about stories from hp lovecraft with will smith yeah and then another one was uh, at Mountains of Madness, right? At the Mountains of Madness, man. You're butchering all of these. <laughs> butchering it. That's what horror does. It butchers things. Yeah. Uh, but I really liked the Mountains of Madness. They're, with, they were mad. Yeah, it was maddening. It was really like, uh, it reminded me of the thing with Kurt Russell. How so? Because it was in the snow and things went south. <laughs> Really fast. If, if you're in the snow and things go south, you're fucked. It's the same. There's no, there's no Walmart. There's nothing. There's no food. You're gonna have to fucking deep dive into the icy waters to find a seal or something, or eat your mother like the Donner Party. If your mother's with you, yeah, <laughs> yeah. sure. I feel like we almost just went down a Bates Motel uh, rabbit hole there. We will eventually. <laughs> we'll get to mothers. <clears throat> yeah. What's interesting, though, about his works is that all of his stories have a very fish and water-oriented theme. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I think I told you that, actually. Wow. I think you're stealing the words. You said it first? Not on air, (laughs) but I did at some point tell you that. Well, it's not on record, so your word against mine, man. God damn it. (laughs) You were recorded first. Yeah, I thought about that, too, because... It makes a little bit of sense because he lives, or lives, <laughs> he's still alive, because <laughs> he lived on Rhode Island, which is kind of like, you got some water around there, and a lot of his stories have a water element, you know, mm-hmm. which, about the sea. Which is really interesting, because in his stories, he kind of paints this picture of this ancient past with these gods and aliens, right? No goddesses, just gods. But what's interesting is... Our origins actually, like scientifically, if you look at evolutionary theories, we're supposedly, we come from the water too. At some point, our ancestors swam out of the water and made their way onto land. Right. We evolved from fish people, or not fish people. We were fish people, but we evolved from like, you know, like plankton or something. Right. So some people have kind of theorized that I've read about that the reason... His stories are so terrifying and... Terrifyingly terrifying. (laughs) Terrifyingly terrifying Terrifying. is because some part of us looks at the ocean and knows that there's some, in our dark, ancient, murky past, there's something there that is very primal and central to our being alive. Right. That's a good point. And you can do a lot with the sea in terms of horror (laughs) because, like, think about it. Like, there's so much unknown you don't know about the sea and i don't know anything scientists say we know less about the ocean than our surrounding space you know they do say that space yeah i think that's like a quote from 2000s but it's like grab some goggles guys get in there start fucking exploring it's just lazy motherfuckers it seems like there's so many possibilities for things to go south underwater that when it's so deep that you would literally explode oh yeah from pressure will not explode but implode because if you go deep enough like that's what i meant because your body works there is pressure inside of your body pushing out that is 
sort of compensating for the pressure. Every time I eat a Taco Bell, <laughs> there's pressure pushing out. Yeah, so there's pressure pushing out of your body, and there's pressure on your body from the atmosphere and gravity and shit. I'm, I'm a scientist. So Tell when me. the deeper you go, the higher that pressure gets on you. So eventually... That's what she said. <laughs> eventually you get to a point where the pressure is so strong... That your body can <laughs> eventually, can't <handle> it. <laughs> eventually you can't and talk, you just explode. And, and you just give up, and you don't even finish what you're saying. Yeah, but yeah, so that's why, like, when you go down in a submarine, they have to be really constructed strong by James Cameron. Yeah, in order to withstand that pressure. But you know what? <laughs> I think one of the best stories, not best, one of the scariest stories that I read from H.P. Lovecraft. What was it? Was The Shadow Over Innsmouth. And what that is... Yeah, what is, is The Shadow? It's pretty much about this fellow who realizes that his family's genealogy traces back to this small town, coastal town. I think it's in New England. And he takes it upon himself during... Uh, or Rhode Island. <laughs> during a holiday to go there and to just explore, Right. Uh huh. So he asks around, but yeah. Sorry to interrupt here. Are you the? <laughs> no, actually, I like interrupting you. <laughs> That's um, what you do. That's why you're here. the The character of that story, he wasn't he compelled to go to that town for some weird reason, like he got a letter or something. No, I think you're confusing it with the other billion stories. Okay, so why did he go to this coastal town? Because he just felt like fucking touristing around and like checking out shit. Yeah, yeah, because he realized that his family's genealogy traced back to that town. So he decides... Uh, well, that's a good reason. It is. So he decides during vacation to go and check it out. So he asks around and he's like, hey, do you guys you know, know anything about this town? And what the people say is that, holy crap, you do not want to go to this town. It's really creepy the people are really weird. Not very many people live there now. It's it's really like... There's one bus driver. It's really sketchy. Um, yeah. They and don't what have, it is... They is, don't have internet. Is Innsmouth is this small uh, coastal fishing town. Oh, yeah. I used to fish there. Strange fish there. Fish that want to fuck. What, what do you mean? Some of them had boobs. Oh, like like a mermaid. Yeah, that's where I lost me leg, but I gained a whole lot of wood. <laughs> I'll I'll stop you there. I can keep going. I got a story about some cuddlefish. <laughs> no, no, I insist. So what happens is this guy goes to this town, and he's pretty much forced to stay. Or oh. sorry, sorry. Before that, he he takes this creepy bus by this really creepy bus driver takes him into town, and he, he starts to understand that there is something really dark and sinister at the heart of this town, and that everyone living in this town might know about it. And where the story really kicks off is... It's um, like a cult, right? That's the feeling. You're still in the Captain Sam, aren't you? <laughs> Sorry. It's like a cult, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like cult. Yeah. And they're actually called the, the Order of Dagon. Oh my God! And Dagon is like their, uh, their what? Well, their god? 
Well, in in the story, HP describes it as kind of like Satanist, where originally the church had been in Innsmouth, and then slowly over time, it kind of warped into this weird semi-Christian, and then it totally just like went off into other weird gods and fish people and sacrificing wow. goats. I all, don't know. All kinds of fishy things. All kinds of fishy things. Why don't clams give to charity? <laughs> what? Because they're shellfish. <laughs> oh my God. I hate that you got a laugh out of me for that, man. Yeah. God, I got you recorded God, for it. Too. God damn it. So, so that's a fucked up town. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So he goes there and the the bus pretty much breaks down and he's forced to stay at the only inn and bar in the whole town. Oh, I, I know that place. I don't mean to brag, but the locals say I'm quite the catch. <laughs> Do they now? But mostly, I'm out at sea, just me and my fishnets. <laughs> in your fishnets? No, I meant uh, with my fishnets, catching fish. Sometimes <laughs> there's dolphins, too. And yeah. anyways, he, the guy, the main character, he stays at this creepy hotel where things spiral downhill really fast. In what way? Pretty much, he realizes that the reason he's kept in the town, meaning the bus breaking down. Wow, I'm, I'm a rapper. I'm a poet and I know it. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> rhyme, rhyme. It's time. So it's the time reason that break happens out. is because they want him to stay so they can fuck him up. Because they realize he knows too much already. Oh my God. Because he learned, he talked to this old guy. And he learned that what had happened in the town. And it's kind of this big secret that they that they keep to themselves. The cult thing. Yeah. And now... Cult of personality. <laughs> do, 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 do. It's a song. And now, Dana will enter the nightmarish town of Innsmouth. Oh my god. In this segment Wait, I'm of not. best worst case scenario. I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready. Get me out of here. I need a call. I need to call fucking 911. You arrive in the small coastal town of Innsmouth. The old bus squeaks to a halt on Washington Street. Oh my god. The creepy, hunched-over bus driver watches you depart without a word. As soon as your foot hits the pavement, the smell of fish and salt overwhelms you. You notice through the hazy, overcast sky, to your left is a two-story brick building with a light-up sign, but only the letter L is lit up. It reads, The Gilman House. I thought you were going to say loser. Well, obviously I investigate the Gilman house. Very well. You walk into the quaint reception area. It smells of old cigarette smoke. I love it. You ding the bell. A small, shabby-looking lady shuffles over to you. Hello, dear. Can I offer you a room? Um, yeah... Please, I think. I think I want to stay here. Yes. 
You pay for the room. Good. You go to your room, which is on the second floor. The fourth floor? It's only two stories. Is there an elevator? No. Damn. You go into your room. It's very dingy. One star. It's a one star on Yelp. You lay down on the squeaky, uncomfortable bed and quickly find yourself fast asleep. But then, suddenly, you startle awake in the pitch darkness. What was that? You hear quiet footsteps creaking on the stairs. And you hear them stop. You look at the doorknob and you start to hear it slightly jiggle. You have a window to the back of you and you are not fully dressed. Can you sound more like Morpheus for me? What do you do? How dressed am I? <laughs> Just underwear. Okay, that's, that'll do. <laughs> I'm gonna get out that window. I'm going for the window. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Okay, guys. If you're new to this segment, Dana is now going to draw a card which will tell him his fate in his attempt to climb out the window and escape. I got a ten. Ten of hearts, to be exact. You open the window and get out right as the door bursts open. And you see many grotesque shapes limping and hopping towards you. Like giant frogs. You run down the steps and make it to the ground without falling. You start running. You make it down a couple blocks away from the ocean. And then you hear a whimpering from an alleyway. You stop for a second and look down, and you see an old man huddled against the side of a building. What do you do? Well, I want to go talk to that old man <laughs> who looks terrified. In your undies? Yeah. Okay. You go over to the man. <laughs> he seems barely cognizant of your presence, and he starts whimpering. That's a good thing. <laughs> he starts whimpering about an old ship in the Devil's Reef. He seems to be extremely drunk, and he tells you that this place is cursed. Then, he grabs you forcefully by the, the undies. <laughs> and he says, Get me out of here! You try, to, you try to loosen his grip, but he's got you, kid. On my undies? Yeah. And he won't let go. I'm terrified. What do you do? I guess I lose the undies and try to get out of there. Dana tries to lose his undies. Please draw a card. Oh, God. Two. <laughs> I got a two. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Dana tries to lose his undies, but he trips over them. He finally gets out of them. But as he's running away, the old man jumps up to his feet and starts yelling, He's here! Get him! He's here! As you run out of the alleyway, you see shadows on all sides of you. God damn it. But. That's all they see is my butt. <laughs> and you run. And you keep on running. 
and you hear many strange noises and clappings and runnings and things behind you. (laughs) But you make it over the railroad, and finally, you have made it out with your life, but not your undies. And the nightmare of Innsmouth is behind you. My God, thank God. I didn't think I was going to make it out of there. (laughs) That's a big relief. Yeah. It could have went a lot worse. Oh, yeah. You know, you... I was naked. You did get you did get stripped come. by a hobo. Well, I hope he likes my undies. I don't know. <laughs> but besides that, you did you did pretty good. You know, like as Jesus. a scenario goes, you kind of that was kind of the best worst of what could have happened. I don't know. That was kind of a worst case scenario. <laughs> Not considering you were being chased by thousands of fish people, because now that we've told you that. Let's get into what that is. So this town, Innsmouth, mm-hmm. is actually harboring a really dark secret. Oh, yeah? What's that, that secret? That secret is that way back in time, like a couple hundred years, I think. Jeez, there was a long time. <laughs> there was this captain of a sea ship. Was it Captain Sham? <laughs> it was Captain Sham. <laughs> and uh, he founded... I think no, he didn't find he didn't found <laughs> goddamn he didn't found Innsmouth. That's such a weird. Why thing. did the fisherman suddenly redirect his boat? Why? Just for the halibut, <laughs> Captain Champ. Yeah, so so this guy, uh, I think his name was Blackbeard. That's a fucking cool name. Yeah. Do you think his beard was black? I don't know. Maybe it was maybe it was red like ours. He so. just hated being ginger. He died. <laughs> Call me Blackbeard. He died it every day. I don't care. Don't care. My beard's red. So he he found this Devil's Reef. Is what it's called. Sounds like some sweet weed. And it was this really bizarre place, an island out on the bay, in front of Innsmouth, that had this really weird stuff on it. It had ancient looking relics. And I think monoliths, and he he contacted the people who made it, and they were like these tribal people that lived in the water. They were these hybrid fish people. Were they the Navi from Avatar? <laughs> much worse, much worse than them. Oh no! And what happened was oh, no. he made a deal with them, and he would give them people from Innsmouth if they would grant him all of the fish that he could sell and catch. Sounds like human trafficking. It pretty much was. And that's why H.P. Lovecraft says that the the Order of Dagon is kind of satanic is because they, they deal in kind of like sacrificing. But also this weird fish people had relations with the humans. So what happened over time is that Innsmouth became a hybrid fish population where you're born a human and the older you get the more fish like you become until eventually you go to the ocean back to your home beneath the dark waves to the devil's reef where fish abide wow that's terrifying oh my god so do you think you like grow gills and shit and then you can't breathe on 
land and you got to jump in the water. It forces you into the water, the curse. Well, from what he said, it's like they're amphibious, right? So they can survive on land, but they also can survive in water. But I think they hit a point where, where they just stay in water. Exactly. But it's not till they're like a hundred. <laughs> what the fuck? So they get, they get like extra old age. Yeah. Because once so they as soon go, as they hit a hundred, then they're born again into the water. They're born again Christians into the ocean. Born again fishies. And when they go back to Believe the ocean, fish they go down there beneath the waves, and there's a whole nother city with a whole nother people and customs. So it's like they start their life over. Did you just say old, customs as old little babies, old wrinkly men, women, baby? Did fish, you say customs? Baby. Yeah, like like planes. Like traveling international? No, like customs, like cultural customs, you know? Yeah, that reminds me of traveling. It is a travel. It's a traveling to a fishy world. (laughs) Duty-free. Yeah. How did the shark plead in the murder case? Oh, my gosh, what? Not guilty. (laughs) Oh, my God. Why does the mermaid wear seashells? Why? Because she grew out of her bee shells. <laughs> oh my god, that's my favorite by far, man. That's that's good. Why did the fishermen start doing drugs? <sighs> Why? Peer pressure. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lonely life out there on the ocean, you know? It is, it is. It's like I know all about it. I know you do, Sam. Captain, uh, Captain. I know you do, Captain Sam. Captain Sam. Yeah, it must be a lonely life, you know, just you and the ocean. And All the... I see are fish and fish people. <laughs> right. There's nobody like me. <laughs> You're one of a kind. I am. Yeah. I put the fin in finish. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's a good spot because I don't want to hear any more about that. I think that's a good spot to wrap up this episode of Best Worst Case Scenario podcast where we've talked about this story of H.P. Lovecraft. And there's so many works by him that we're going to do more episodes on his stuff because he's got a huge body. He's got got a massive body. (laughs) Huge, tiny body. And and we'll get into a lot more of those juicy details in the next episode. And fishy details. (laughs) This has been Mayan. This is Captain Champ. And we'd like to thank you for joining us on this adventure into the fishy depths. Thank you. We appreciate your support. We do. And we we will see you guys in our next episode. Good night.